Welcome back to CFO Weekly, where we're talking with financial leaders about how to build efficiency in their teams, create time for strategy, and ultimately get results with your host, Megan Weiss. Let's jump right in. Today, my guest is Charles Leo. Charles is the EVP of finance for Hawk Media, an award-winning full-service marketing and advertising consultancy. He began his career in public accounting at PricewaterhouseCoopers, serving entertainment, media, and technology clients throughout the LA area. Prior to his current role at Hawk Media, Charles served as the Director of Finance at Insomniac Events, a division of Live Nation Entertainment, putting numbers to the art for world-renowned festival brands such as Electric Daisy Carnival, Hard Summer, and Rolling Loud. As a musician and composer in his free time, Charles is no stranger to a creative mindset, which has served him well throughout his career working closely with creatives and the businesses built around them. His experience managing multi-million dollar budgets from both high and detailed levels has allowed him to utilize finance as a secret weapon of sorts to break down barriers to collaboration between operational teams and finance. At Hawk Media, Charles brings this approach to the forefront, focusing on building an environment where finance and accounting functions as a form of structural and advisory support, rather than an impediment to the company's services and business endeavors. Charles, welcome to CFO Weekly, and thank you so much for taking the time today to be here with us. Thank you, and glad glad to be here. Yeah, finance has made made great strides in becoming more strategic and having a seat at the table in driving the strategic direction of companies. But I think there's room for improvement in terms of the CFO's interaction and support for the various lines of business, particularly operations. So Charles, I'm really looking forward to hearing about your experience and advice. So let's get started. First, tell me about your career progression. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So I went to school at UCLA studying business economics and accounting. Really being close to the entertainment industry in Los Angeles, I always was really interested in both the business and the creative arts. You know, at one point I was even considering a switch to major music composition, but really the economy at the time kind of led me towards sticking with an accounting degree. Eventually, this led me to interning and starting my career in audit at PwC. Uh, it's one of the big four accounting firms, uh, which had a, had a really strong entertainment, media, and technology group in Los Angeles. Um, there, I was really fortunate to work on you know, a few of the large studios, as well as some tech companies as well. Was there for a few years, and after that, I took a production accounting position at Insomniac Events. Insomniac Events is a division of Live Nation Entertainment, focusing on electronic music festivals and concerts. So I was fortunate to be able to climb a few steps up the ladder in my own career growth there, but really the important part was gaining a lot of experience and helping grow a finance and accounting team. Uh, you know, we were handling more than a dozen festivals and almost a hundred concerts a year. And after that, I came to my current position leading the finance and accounting team at Hawk Media. Hawk Media is a full service marketing consultancy uh, based in Los Angeles, but you know, working with clients all over the world and with a few satellite offices around the United States. Yeah, that sounds like a really exciting career. Um, And personally, I really miss festivals and concerts. So, yeah. So are there any particular stories or moves that stand out in your mind as turning points throughout your career? Um, I think any kind of move to a a new company or being put in a new role. But really, turning points, I always always really like to focus on the mentorship side and, and the people I get to learn from. 
right? There's been a few times where I started working with a new person, uh, whether they're in you know, finance or accounting or another kind of role, who really turned out to be quite an amazing mentor. For example, one of them was a man at Insomniac named uh, Steve Howard. He was the COO and executive producer for our festivals. He really pushed forward kind of a a way of applying managerial accounting to the production of large-scale events. Uh, This is something that, having worked with quite a few people in, in, in the industry, it wasn't something that very many festival producers did, right, was to apply these managerial accounting concepts. And kind of working with him a lot and learning from him really helped define my way of thinking about how to best link operations and finance together. They go hand in hand, right? It's not usually a one-way street. Yes, or at least it shouldn't be. No, definitely not, yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's look back at your experience at Insomniac Events. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced while there? Yeah, sure. So when I joined the company, which was really soon after Live Nation had acquired it. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite the tightest of financial ships. Uh, they, you know, but at the same time, they were putting on festivals with over 100,000 attendees a day. So huge, huge productions, a huge brand, right? These, the team there were people that were some of the best at crafting unique experiences as, as again, building the brand with, with quite a loyal following. Now, of course, you can't produce a festival without a significant outlay of cash. However, really the concept of money and profit was, was actually a, a little less important than, you know, the focus on the experience for the fans. That was kind of the primary mission there. So, you know, when I joined, uh, when it was a pretty small team at the time, you know, the biggest challenge was instilling that kind of financial mindset. And by the same time, to have it be less about limiting the creative vision for the festival producers but really more about putting some structure around it. Other challenges were the pace at which a festival gets produced. It's, it's really difficult to implement a really strong PO system. So we really had to develop some other ways to, to track costs and, and make sure budgets were being followed and things like that. And that, that's really what the production finance team, which I, I led there, was re- really responsible for. Their job was to being an advisor and then kind of an information center for the production process, as well as other stakeholders from, you know, concept to budget to forecast the final accounting. So I assume that coaching operations to stay within budget had to be a huge part of your job at Insomniac Events. So how did you make finance understandable to those who were in operations? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, definitely a huge part of the job. You know, I, I think a lot of us in, in our line of work have seen it before, right? When, sometimes when you're speaking to someone, their eyes just kind of gloss over when you start talking about the dollars and cents. After all, you know, a lot of them just kind of say, oh, that's the accountant's job to keep track of all that. But, you know, when you, when you kind of dig into the numbers with them and, and kind of work with them quite a bit, you, you kind of realize that they, they actually know their numbers really well. You know, they know how many feet of fencing they need around the festival perimeter. They know how many security guards they need to hire in different sections of the festival. That, you know, they know how many porta potties they need per thousand attendees, right? So you really have to speak in those terms. And that's where the managerial accounting and production finance side comes in handy, where you're really focusing on really just the quantity times unit cost equation, right? That's what really matters. And that's the best way to communicate with them, where, you know, you don't just say, hey, your budget for, I would say, porta potties is, is $100,000. You say, well, your budget is a thousand porta potties at a hundred dollars each. So, when you can kind of put things in those kind of terms, that that's a great way to kind of 
meld the two together, really. Yeah. So break it down in terms that, that they can understand. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, operations and finance can't work when it's just a one-way street. So how did and do you make budgeting a collaborative activity rather than just that one-way street? Right. Yeah. It's uh, the, the project accountant really can't build a you know multi-million dollar festival budget alone. Right. Yeah. Sure. You could look at some reference numbers or maybe prior year. But really, at the end of the day, if you don't have accurate knowledge and buy-in around the quantity times unit cost equation, you're not going to be very successful at, at the job, right? You know, hard coding $100,000 into the portal potties line on a budget just because that was a number from last year and, and then kind of expecting the production team to stick to that budget, that's, that, that's a fool's errand, right? They can come in over and under or over or under and you'd have no idea why. So really, from the beginning, you have to be asking your production team to come up with estimates of quantities and unit costs for pretty much everything that's under their control. And in that way, it's not just the accountants that are building the budgets and, and updating the forecasts. It's, it's, it's actually really the production team. And the pro- project accountant really just serves as a sense check. Yeah, they're part of their approval chain and also the conduit for all this information to be communicated to stakeholders, like, for example, the executive producer of a festival. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it must be so, so important to get buy-in. I mean, otherwise, it's so hard to hold someone accountable to uh, mm-hmm. stick with a budget. So talk to me yeah, about your current organization, Hawk Media. Uh, what do they do? And what is it about your previous experience that most allowed you to hit the ground running when you started there? Yeah, sure. So Hawk Media is a marketing consultancy based in Los Angeles. We're full service. So we do uh, digital media buying. We'll do creative work, photo video, as well as uh, marketing strategy consulting. And really the idea is our mission is to provide access to great marketing for everyone, right? We, our model is based off of month to month contracts with really an a la carte service model. So clients can pick and choose which services they need. And you know, while we do serve some of the most recognizable brands in the world, our, our flexible model really allows us to work with many startups and small to mid-sized businesses as well. You know, these are businesses that a lot of marketing agencies would shy away from just because of the risk or they might not be able to sign on for a multi-year contract, right? So at the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities in culture between here and kind of the previous companies I've worked at. Uh, they're young, vibrant, dynamic, and but I think my experience helping grow the finance and accounting team at Somniac has really helped me develop, develop the processes here, mentor my staff here, as well as just overall just build the financial structure in such a fast-paced environment. And speaking of fast-paced environments, so how do you foster a lean mentality into an organization and get people really focused on removing waste and at the end of the day, increasing customer value? Yeah, when I, when I think about kind of my conversations with other people in the company in operations or throughout the organization, I, I realize I ask a lot of questions, right? And one of the main questions is, is, is why, you know, why does the team need another hire or an expensive piece of software? And from my perspective, you know, I want to know if the numbers support it, you know, is there a financial framework for addressing that question? So it really centers on the questions, right? When you ask a lot of these questions and that process is embedded in the day-to-day function of managing the organization, I tend to find the lean mentality tends to develop more naturally. 
And along those same lines, so how do you ensure that finance is acting as a management tool rather than hindering new opportunities and growth? Right. Uh, yeah, I've, for me, I, I've always believed that a primary focus of mine should be on being an advisor, really not, not just to the C-suite or, or you know, executives, but really to all levels of the organization, right? You know, most of the time, I'm not the ultimate decision maker for a re request. However, you know, I, uh, making a good financial case for something is a powerful weapon in getting it approved, right? And I try to communicate that to middle management as well as, uh, you know, staff level employees as well. I, I tell everyone in the company that I'm here to help them with that. So from that, a requester usually gets a pretty good understanding of what's important to that ultimate decision maker. And to me, that's always good from, from a management perspective, right? Yeah. Like you said, it's much easier to get something through approval if it's got an actual business case attached to it and a, a return on the investments. And uh, yeah. So when you're building financial reports, is it more important for you to focus on bottoms up or top down or both? And why? Hmm. Yeah, I would say... Probably both, uh, although just kind of based off my experience, I, I do kind of tend to lean slightly towards bottoms up. Uh, now, you know, I, I still say both. Um, you know, there's a, that saying that a lot of accountants use, right? Don't miss the forest from the trees, <laughs> right? Uh, and, you know, not to get too deep into the weeds here. Well, okay, pun intended. But, you know, for example, what, what makes a rainforest a forest and not a rain jungle? So I'm going to get a little allegorical here, but... You know, when you think of a rainforest, you think about the rich biodiversity or the environment on the forest floor. However, they're actually called rainforests because they have a bunch of tall trees that block the sunlight from hitting the ground. And this lack of sunlight actually dictates a lot about the detail on the forest floor. So really, my point being is that you know, every number should should mean something, right? And that, that's where the detail comes in. But every number really needs to have a purpose. So that's the top down side of it. Yeah, and it's really the art of, of finance and accounting, right, to, to kind of link the two together. So that's what I enjoy about it. Yep. And so when you're communicating your results with a CEO, what is it that you find that they want to know? And how do you give them enough details without completely bogging them down? All right. Uh, well, ECO is a little different regarding what they like to focus on, um, right? Some are much more involved in the numbers than others. But, you know, after working with them with, for, for a while, you, you generally should be able to anticipate really what their expectations are, what particular figures will stick out to them, or, or even what kind of questions they're going to ask, right? I tend to craft my communication around those things, uh, just really what's important to them. And also, you know, point out what I feel should be important from a financial perspective as well. And let's talk about teams and um, building a high-performing team. So what qualities are you looking for to ensure that Hawk Media is successful when you're hiring? Right. I, I've always believed attitude is, is, is the most important aspect of, of a good hire, right? Uh, you you want to find someone that is, is willing to hit the ground running, is willing to just learn, is willing to take on challenges and, and doesn't shy away from those things, that tends to really usually translate into success, right? Uh, you're, as a manager and a supervisor, you have a lot more, you have a lot more success managing those types of people than you would someone that 
might be technically sound, but you know, doesn't have the right attitude, right? Um, you know, and, and as as you're hiring for for roles that are higher up, you really look for people that can execute, right? Execution is, is really an important thing. The higher up you go, if they can't get things done or drive things towards completion, yeah, then, then they won't have success, right? So that that's really something that is a key part of our DNA at Hawk Media is is the idea of getting things done, right? And executing and and having a plan and and carrying it out. And what should CFOs themselves be focusing on today and how can they best prepare themselves for tomorrow's challenges? Right, yeah. So I believe the modern CFO, right? They should really focus on understanding their business environment, not just, you know, the operations of their business themselves, right? Uh, for them to be there, kind of the role that the modern CFO takes uh, in nowadays is, is really far reaching, right? It's not just about controllership. It's not just about, you know, reporting. It's not, not just about even just FP&A, right? There's a, there's a lot of strategic insight that, that is expected from them. Right. Uh, and really around the business environment, most industries are changing at a rapid pace with just technology, automation, AI, all these different things. As a CFO, if you're not staying on top of what's happening three to five years down the line, you know, you just won't be as effective in that advisory role that that's expected from them. You know, the CFO needs to be able to look ahead, look behind, look to the side and, and really identify changes in the industry, assess the risks and, and, and develop strategy around that. And this question wasn't on the list, but how do you think that finance can develop a better relationship with operations? I mean, sometimes finance is always viewed as uh, the police or, you know, people that are going to say no to, to things that operations wants to do. So how would you advise for finance to build a better, stronger relationship when it comes to operations? I think it's just constant communication right like again it goes back to it being a two-way street it goes back to really being an advocate for different groups within the company from a financial perspective right and and in that sense being kind of showing yourself as impartial right you're not there to be the bad guy or the good guy really you're there to be the person that can make sense of this in a financial way and have that be understandable by stakeholders or the, the decision makers and all that kind of, and everyone involved in the organization that has a say in that matter, right? So and I, I think when you can kind of be part of the process, uh, the day-to-day, rather than just looking at things at month end yeah. or, uh, you know, just uh, randomly showing up and, and asking questions like, you're going to have much more success kind of building that dialogue and and, and facilitating that two-way street. Yep. That's great advice. So lastly, as we start 2021 here, what is one thing you're looking forward to achieving either professionally or personally? Well, yeah, we have plenty of organizational goals, at Hawk Media, uh, and, you know, really excited to continue building my team. Uh, you know, we have quite a, quite a few, you know, areas of, of, of places where we want to continue to build, right? We were able to kind of get through the pandemic more or less in a really, in really good shape. So we're just going to continue the momentum and, and continue building from there. Personally, you know, I'm really looking forward to catching up on some travel 
that I wasn't able to do in 2020. Uh, you know, hopefully with, with with things go well with the vaccine rollout, and who knows, maybe by the end of the year, even catching a concert or two. Yeah, I hear you there. I miss travel a lot. Um, Charles, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've enjoyed speaking with you and getting your perspective on how we can more effectively work hand in hand with operations. And to all of our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as well. And please tune in next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. If you're ready to boost efficiency and streamline your accounting processes at significant cost savings, it's time to talk with Personiv. Their people-powered solutions have transformed the delivery of back office tasks and general accounting functions for decades, partnering with clients to provide everything from accounts payable to payroll services. See what Personiv can do for you by visiting personiv.com. You've been listening to CFO Weekly presented by Personiv. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to hear all of our episodes. Want to learn more? Check out personiv.com. Thanks for listening.